The following program is intended for mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. The views expressed are those of the panelists and not necessarily those of the sponsors, Broadway Media, or any school district, their respective managements or employees. Geek Show Podcast, welcome to it. Uh, warning, this episode, first of all, spoiler-filled discussion of Star Wars Rogue One. Second of all, it's all Star Wars this episode. So if you're not a fan, I'll see you next week. <laughs> we uh, get into a, a pretty lengthy discussion, not only about Rogue One, but we get a lot of history because Lee George Cade will bring the ancient knowledge. Uh, he is, he's been reading all of the books that are considered canon and, and uh, related to these movies. And, you know, what has happened, what hasn't, uh, things like that. Give you a lot of background on a lot of the characters. Uh, a lot of Easter eggs we talk about that you can see in Rogue One. And we talk about Star Wars in general. So if it's a, if that's not your bag, then sorry, we'll see you next week. But that's what we got. And again, warning, spoiler filled. Just so you haven't seen Rogue One, what's your problem? All right, there we go. Just, I want to thank you for that. Thank you for listening. And thanks to the sponsors who uh, help us each and every week to make this happen. Dr. Volt's Comet Connection, open seven days a week. Their hold service is free, and with that, you get a discount of 10% off purchases of $20 or more, and you get the previews catalog for free. They're 2043 East 3300 South Dr. Volt's Comet Connection. Also, our friend David Cabin Fever, your go-to shop for licensed action figures, tin signs, lunch boxes, gift wrap. they got a great candy selection, too. Located in the heart of Trolley Square, the corner of 500 South and 700 East, it's cabin fever so much more than a card store. And our friend Chef Daniel Cantu, if you're having food delivered to your house and you're cooking it yourself, you're a sucker. Home delivery service geared for those who can't cook, won't cook, or are just too darn busy. Menu changes every week. He makes it for you, really. You can order as much or as little as you like. There's no uh, commitment to order every week. Go to cantuscatering.com for information. C-A-N-T-U-S catering.com for the info. Also, our friends uh, Don and Leah up at Black Velvet Boutique, located at uh, 293 South State Street in Clearfield. Go to blackvelvetboutique.com. They're open seven days a week. It's not, uh, it's not a porn store. It's a, a store for grown-ups who enjoy or want to enjoy sex. It's not a novelty store. Go and talk to them about their free workshops at Black Velvet Boutique. All right, let's get on with this episode. It's all about the Star Wars, man. It's called Three Urns. That's the name of the episode. Please do enjoy. Top, top, get this to the printer, he says. <laughs> Arnim's 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 Arnim's. Oh, thank you. Oh, yeah. oh, of course. The rocket landed in the pie face man moon's eye. What's three? What's three? What's three? What's three? I have an update. I'm old. I can't remember Are you? anything. I got an erection. <laughs> if I'm going to see a movie, I'm going to need my lap blanket. Lee Actually. said he has a pretty good tolerance for porn. The following that's... series has been canceled in progress. Geekshowpodcast.com And welcome to the basement. Woo! Yeah. Your mm. basement is so nice and warm. <laughs> sun up. What's up, y'all? So early. I know. Have we ever started recording this early? I don't. I, this not, is, this is, is new yeah. for me. This is gross. Even even I, when I woke up this morning, this was a terrible idea. <laughs> <laughs> this is the first time I've been out of bed before twelve thirty for two weeks. Well, as we record this, it's it's uh, Saturday the what? I don't know. Um, the seventh. The seventh. And Seven. and we got. Uh, I mean, I was doing something late last night. Uh, 
local ska band Insatiable asked me to introduce oh, yeah, yeah. them because mm. they're a reunion show. And so uh, I had to play the old man and and stay up late for a rock show. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so that wore me out. And then the alarm goes off at 8 this morning. I'm like, oh, fuck. We shouldn't have done this. Yeah. I'm glad we did, though. I no, am, too. I'm because glad we did. Because we're, you know, we, we would be down... Jimmy and Tony, if we if we didn't well, do this earlier, Jimmy's so. on a mission today, so he this is, is yeah. this is worth very this exciting. is worth special consideration. For. I'm excited about this. You should be. This uh, is cool. And, and this goes back to to an old you know earlier episode, but uh, my my wife and I and her family are auditioning for the Family Feud yeah. today. <laughs> this is a dream come true. I don't yeah. care. I think it's gonna be great. They know how to play it right. Oh, I'm looking at all of you. Hey, um, you I'm, son of a bitches. Do you know how hard it is to focus on fucking Family Feud with the theme to Star Wars going through your head on a constant loop? Or whiskey. I mean, I realize it's my excuse for dropping out of high school, too, but still. <laughs> hey, hey, man. Jimmy, can you fish? Dog, you, no, you, don't touch you, me. You can't yeah. wear a button-down no, collar and not button the I'm shit I'm going to button it down later. I but don't want to do it now. No, we got cameras rolling. Call the fuck oh, out. my God. They don't give a shit. They my wife, my wife pointed it out, too. I want to see I know, and best. I said I'd do it later. Yeah, it's later. Calm I want to see you do your best. Down. I was going to do Family Feud, but I couldn't talk my family into it. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> couldn't make the trip. You kept getting three strikes. I was like, we'll just stay here on the shelf. Say something! We'll just stay here on the shelf. Say something! <laughs> you show up with three urns. <laughs> so fucked up. <laughs> three urns. Three urns and a really, <laughs> a really, a really scrawny looking woman with a weird wig. She's my medium. Jesus. <laughs> By the way, that was the Price is Right song. Not the- yeah. I know. Who cares? Yeah. Family you Family cares. Yeah. <laughs> I believe they're all Mark Goodman productions. So it does. You know, probably. All- I'm Mark Goodman. <laughs> a Mark Goodman television production. A Quinn Martin production. Sorry, yeah. that dates me That's different. more than anything. All right, let's introduce the panel. Dating him more than anything is Lee George Cade. Hi, do you like Star Wars? <laughs> Oh, that's, yeah. After well, this we'll, one, you won't. We'll get to the warning. <laughs> oh, I brought, well, I brought the holy tones. We're going to do the, com- this is a warning. This is a completely spoiler-filled Rogue One and Star Wars episode. All right. spoil the shit we, out of this warning. So, we gave you enough time. Yeah. We're, gonna, we're not only going to talk about Rogue One and, and all of it. We got stuff that we know that's happening in the future for the, oh, for the, for the Star Wars movies and shows. It is um, so good to be a Star Wars right now. It is. So, we are harbingers yeah. of spoilers so, right now. So just a heads up that that's what this episode is. Brian Young's feet haven't touched solid ground in a month. I know. <laughs> he's actually getting on a Star Wars cruise ship today. Yeah, Jesus. that's right. Yeah, yeah. He's, well, right, he's right now going Christ. to the Utini brunch. Wow, that's, that's so crazy, dude. <laughs> oh, you can eat Bantha steaks. That dude makes me believe that Star Wars is real. Like, it, it, just, what? Really, it just really, like, wait. Well, this it's really, really happened. Not real. This, this movie. No, it's really. No, this okay. movie made me believe that Star Wars is real. I'll get to that coming up. I hope that Darth uh, Vader uh, force pushes a kid into the ocean. <laughs> tell us, uh, <laughs> tell us your uh, stuff, Lee George Caden. Uh, Fresh Eatery, one forty-five East, thirteen hundred South, Suite two hundred one. You can also uh, check out some stuff. Uh, you know. I'm all over the place. I can't even remember where everything's at anymore. I've got T-shirts out there. I've got comics out there, and uh, frankly, I'm I'm like a I'm like a ADD kid. Is there a, is there one place that we can get all these things? Uh, yeah, I, I think it's lgkid.com. Okay, I think. But again, since Rogue One, my brain's fractured. All right, I just Star Wars. <laughs> uh, he's refusing to use the buttons on his collars. For you guys, this he's saving it for the family feud. I'm gonna pop it. He's Jimmy. He's Jimmy Martin. Pop it. <laughs> uh, hey, watch me on KSL uh, as we record this 
well, when you hear this, we just did a. Uh, I was on the Sunday Night News mm-hmm. doing the Golden Globe special. Oh, nice! Yeah, I'm excited for it. It's gonna be fun. And then uh, let's see, Big Movie Mouth Off. Uh, you can listen to me on the Arrow Mediocre Show, Geek Show, and the Read Me and Slug. And uh, yeah, still, uh, it's the commute from Russia is really hard. I know, I know, but my. <laughs> passport it's got so many stamps in it so it's nice <laughs> that sounds like a rap lyric dog uh i'm such a good guy hey jay whitaker what's up how are you what's up boss you good i'm all right i'm all right you good fam a little tired but i'm all right shit i'm yeah hey uh what you jay, got this jay, week? jay's a little tired and he almost bought a mail truck this morning <laughs> that's right go ahead and tell the fucking story oh no 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 get out oh we have to tell it it's a good one yeah just get out the fucking story so lee picked me and shannon up we're driving up to Carrie's place, which is up, you know, like driving up the side of a mountain. It's like driving up Mordor. Yeah, right. And and, uh, and we're coming up, and uh, there's a mail truck, and there's a car behind it, and there's us. And the mail truck stops to deliver mail, and the other car behind it almost hits it, and then stops and just sits there. And I said, <laughs> "Fucking go, you dumb piece of shit." No, you said. Asshole. Asshole. Yeah. You dumb Go ass- around, asshole. <laughs> Go yeah. around, you asshole. And then Shannon from the back seat goes, I think we know that asshole. <laughs> it was Jay. <laughs> yeah, Jay almost destroyed federal property. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm sure. I'm federal property. I know. That's, right. That's the part I was trying to figure out is how that, how that, uh, how that uh, counseling session would go. I don't know. I fucking destroyed federal property last night. I went to a wake and got fucked up. Well, that's loud. <laughs> to a wake? Yeah. Yeah, they had to put away some federal property. Yeah. Man. I hope they I hope they did right by them. Um, hey, what football team do you like? I like the Raiders, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, for those who, I mean, for those who listen and can't see right now, I'm wearing this ugly, uh, it's like an ugly Christmas sweater of a Raiders. Uh, it's, it's dope. I love it. It's comfortable. It feels I good like, on my skin. I like how it has Stars of David on the top. Man, yeah. those are those are snowflakes. Oh, those stars of David right there, all yeah. across the yeah. top, right there. That's good. That's good. We need inclusion. Hava, Nagila, that's dope. Mazel tov, nation. Yeah, um, yo, I got dates. I got a lot of fucking dates right now to announce. Um, shit, he's gonna put a ring on one of them. <laughs> no, 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 nothing like that. <laughs> you need um, to get off grinder. <laughs> well, you get off there first, <laughs> but non. <laughs> Button a, down collar looking motherfucker. Yeah, that's the fashion these <laughs> days. Fascinating story about how these two met. <laughs> <laughs> now, um, January fifteenth. Um, this just, this shit just got added. Um, I'll be at Wise Guys. Uh, it's, it's, it's Sunday on Martin Luther King uh, weekend holiday. Pandering much? Uh, but come see me. Come fucks with me there. It's at this. Uh, it's one show uh, downtown Salt Lake City. Wise Guys. I'm gonna be there. Uh, I'm going to Cali to do the L.A. Riot Fe- uh, Riot L.A. Festival. It's going to be a great show. Mel Brooks is on it. Uh, Ali Wong, Kyle Kinane, Rory Scovel. Mel, the Mel Brooks? Yeah. 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 It's a fucking what has he ever done for comedy? It's a big deal. Um, I'm going to be on there with my man, uh, Baron Vaughn. Um, he's on. He's got the Netflix original show, uh, uh, Grace and Frankie, right now. And he's the new voice of Tom Servo on the new Mystery Science Theater mm-hmm. at 3000. So, um, fucks with me there. Um, I'll, be doing like, I'll be doing a pizzeria on the Sauce Show Uh Fuck, I think it's the 19th or the 20th down in L.A. I'll be at the uh, riot on the 20th. The 26th, I'll be in uh, Lake Forest, uh, California, doing the Rush Bar. And I'll be heading to Portland in February and, and Seattle in March. It's, shit's really starting to pick doing up. a Portland show? Yeah. Where are you playing in Portland? I'm still I'm still hankering down that. But, I hope you but play it, like, I'm I hope telling, he plays the Roseland. But I'm telling people I'm coming. I need to, cra- I need to couch on, or crash the couch on. Um, follow me on Twitter. Shit's getting interesting at um, It's Jay Whitaker. 
I T S J A Y. My my Portland peeps, uh, send me messages if you got a good couch for Jay to crash on because I'm going to vet the process. I got about two dozen people that I think oh, I think might or, be might be good for Jay to stay with. Well, yeah, yeah and if any uh, it, any uh, people in Portland know any venues that um, I'll do bars, I'll do bars and grills. I prefer comedy clubs, but I, <laughs> I'll do bars and grills. We'll, we're still trying to hanker that down. I got a good, um, I got some people booking some shit for me, but just keep following me on Twitter. It's Jay Whitaker. And um, that's it. All right. Live long and prosper. <laughs> How's the Midnight Grape there, Shannon? Oh, it's so good. Shannon Bardson, everyone. Midnight hey. Grape? Yeah, Midnight. I'm drinking some uh, Mountain Dew because I should spill some out on the ground. I thought Tony. that was a pimp name, yeah. dude. <laughs> midnight Grape. Midnight. Oh, what's up? Midnight Grape. <laughs> Better have my money. <laughs> midnight Grape. That's fucking... That, no, that, that should be a pimp name. It's right there on the can. It's energizing midnight grape. That's what it says. More like midnight Boy, am I energized. Babe. Are you? No. no. Um, Didn't think so. <laughs> we're still in the AM. Yeah. So yeah. Wednesday nights? Wednesday nights. The Lucky 13. You yes. come to my uh, little pub quiz. Uh, 8.30, Lucky 13. I already said Lucky 13, right? Lucky 13. Lucky 13. Got a, a bomb-ass jacket from those people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, you got that one? that yeah. The car hype one? Right here? Yeah. Yo, because I remember, I remember we, we, we was drunk as fuck, and he points out, he's mm-hmm. like, I want that jacket. And I was like, you should get that jacket. He's like, I'm going to get that jacket. And that, that's pretty much how the conversation. I got that jacket. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah okay. Thank you very much. And um, our host. host. Oh, yes. His name? Uh, hi, me. Gary Jackson. Jackson. X96.com. Monday through Friday, 6 to 10. Nothing else happens after and that. Then, yeah, basically. I miss yeah. Tony. Uh, Tony is at uh, CES this weekend. I miss So him. he's... Uh, He's having fun down there. If you're following him on Twitter, you can see all the pictures of him. Just with hookers and blow. And See, that's the thing. is that During the electronic show, at the, at the very same time every year as the electronic show, is this big adult entertainment yeah. expo. I have always out. wanted to go to that porn show. Yeah, yeah I've been. <laughs> just to see it. Just see, right. I don't give a shit. I've seen boobs before, but just to, just, I don't know, witness you're just, it. You're just, it's just kind of stunning how yeah. short uh, female adult actors are are they yeah generally they're like yeah, you under, under five in, two put them in your pocket yeah they're, just <laughs> tiny, they're tiny little people and that's it's psychological it's to make it's to make the penis look bigger jenna james is like no don't take me away i only you, know this now, if you've Google. noticed i've dated many short <laughs> if you guys get a chance speaking of porn mm-hmm. you guys get a chance go look at a porn hub they do a year in review i didn't know this but i just found this shit out through my military friends they do a porn review, like the year in review, like what was most searched and all this shit. Oh, oh yeah, they they send us that info for it's the radio. It's fucking great. Yeah. It's very interesting. Well, you know, I think we're like... coming up on the Saggy Awards too. <laughs> What's the Saggies? I just made it up. Oh, okay, <laughs> I'm like, I uh, still want to be in porn. <laughs> I'm tired of playing the grandpa that walks in and goes, "What?" Uh, you can still get our uh, merchandise, t-shirts, and uh, hoodies at uh, GeekShowPodcast.com. Click on the merch button. Excitable James makes those available to you. And uh, all the proceeds go to the panelists, so that's a reason to su- buy and support the show. Unless you hate us, then our, don't buy uh, our shit at all. Yeah, our uh, yeah. Feel free to hop on Twitter and talk about it at <laughs> uh, Geek Show one word. <laughs> uh, Instagram at Geek Show Podcast all one word. Uh, Facebook, uh, Snapchat is just Geek Show one word. And if you text the word uh, Geek Show to three three nine eight six. We won't pester you too much, I promise. And, and if you work me into the Twitter conversation in some way, I promise I'll respond sometime in the next three weeks. Yeah. Yeah. He's not fast with the... Uh, I, I, I can only... My aging brain can only comprehend two social medias at a time. <laughs> Yo. Uh, let's see. Wait, wait, real quick. Yeah. I'm sorry to go back on this, but... What? 
we watched a lot of porn last year or twenty six. When you say we, what I mean, like as as uh, <laughs> you don't world, know me, <laughs> the world. Well, that's proof that it's a public health. Ninety nine gigabytes per second, six terabytes per minute. That's enough data to fill one hundred ninety four million USB sticks. Wow. Uh, Are there that many USB sticks? Top ten countries with per capita page views. In number ten, the Netherlands. Number nine, Sweden. Number eight, Australia. Uh, seven is Norway. Six is Ireland. Uh, five is what the fuck is five, yo? Um, New Zealand. Uh. <laughs> Fourth is Canada. Uh. In third, with the bronze medal, the United Kingdom. And with the silver, Iceland. Uh. There's not a lot. To and do in number Iceland. one in the country or in the world. Oh, make daddy proud. Yeah. USA, USA. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, we live. We we're broadcasting from a state that has uh, toxic air that's causing children to be born with birth defects. Thousands of people living behind a train depot, mm-hmm. but our governor declared a health emergency on porn. Yeah, I know. I I, I just. I, oh, sorry. Not to make things political. Yeah, I jerk off too much. I like. <laughs> he's, he's right. He's right. <laughs> it's an epidemic. I, yeah, I would button down my collar, but I just want to use my hands for jerking off now. Well, let me. Uh, I try to. Be- Clear the air with something nice. How about that? Okay. Oh, that's, like Look that. what we got. We got a card. We got a card. Oh, oh shit, son. People still Who's use a the papyrus. Why is there white powder all over it? Oh, God, no. <laughs> we, got a, we got a happy Hanukkah card. Hey, oh, some dreidels. What's up? Yeah. Did you hear about the dreidel combat game on Kickstarter? No. What? Yeah, they've got dreidel arenas, and you and you spin your so dreidel. So it's like battle tops, but yes, with dreidels. It's so like that game Crossfire, where you all fire the right. marble. Like yeah. This is from uh, Dave and Hannah. This is uh, sending all kinds of cheer and joy to the gang. Thank you f- so much for the fun and good times. Geek Show says, hey. Yay. Wishing you all the joys of the Chanukah celebration. So Chanukah. <laughs> I have a dreidel in my classroom. Is that how you, you say know? it? Well, they... they they're, they're, I've they're seen all, so many different spellings. There are multiple spellings. Yeah. I thought it was Chan. Yeah, this one says Chanukah. It's, it's Hanukkah, but it's Hanukkah. The sea is silent. It's Hanukkah. Okay. I have a little dreidel. I made so it. So you got, the, uh, you got the, the needlepoint my wife made for you? Right there. Dope, that was right? very nice of her that's, to do that. That's that's her thing now. She's doing lots of needlepoint. She did a little uh, needlepoint. Uh, oh, she did that? Captain America. Yo, that shit is fire. That says, I can do this all day. Oh, This is her rehabilitation for her broken arm. She's she's doing a lot of needlepoint. She did a great job. So, of course, that's she's gravitating right towards the geekly arts. All right. Once again, this entire episode is all Star Wars and a lot of spoilers. Y'all ready? So, uh, Rogue One, if you haven't seen it, why are you listening to something called Geek Show? Yeah. Uh, yeah for the sports stats. <laughs> it's the first question. But uh, the Death so Star blows up. So let's get uh, let's get going. Uh, let's start off with, well, I'll save that for the end because it's, I, a, it's I a have, I have the holy books and I have immersed myself in the ancient knowledge. Let's start with you guys. I mean, we, we reviewed it, but we didn't really get your feelings on it. And I know we all liked it a lot. I, I saw it. it. I've seen it four times I've now. Seen it three. Really? I I've saw only... it a second time just to make sure I hated it. <laughs> I've only seen it the once. I saw I've it only th- seen it once too. And I, I saw it I need times. to see it again, like yeah. right after this recording. You've only seen it once? I, I haven't had time for this. Wow. Time. My my free time tends to be between ten o'clock at night and four in the morning. So yeah. there's mm. um who wants to start? Or, uh, Where do you start? I know that's it, yeah. It is it is the most mythology rich Star Wars movie yet. There, it it there, really is. There is more mythology crammed into into uh, Rogue One. Uh, all the other stuff that uh, in all the other movies, it's either 
trying to catch up and fill in the blanks with mythology, like in the original trilogy. Mm-hmm. Uh, then, you know, the prequels, they had their own mythology that they were dealing with, but that was 10,000 years of history they were trying to fill the gaps in. Force Awakens, there's 30 years that you're yeah. trying to fill in the gaps. This is, this is literally... This is what, like, th- how many years? It's, it's, it's... Like minutes before New yeah. Hope, minutes before yeah. New Hope, and two so. and two years after where they're at in Rebels right that's, now. That's that's what I was wondering. But Rebels about. is Rebels is about to rear end right yeah. into where if, if Rogue you're, One's if at. If you're a fan of Rogue One and you're not watching Star Wars Rebels on Disney XD, you're doing it wrong. Well, today we're recording on it's what date today? Uh, seven. Seven. Okay, so uh, to release on the uh, ninth. Today is the first episode with Saw Gerrera on Rebels. It's called Ghosts of Geonosis. It airs tonight on Disney XD. So by the time you hear this, it'll already it'll already be out. Well, let me let me get that information out. Yeah, uh, does it's, he still have that weird ass voice? No, you get to see how he got that weird ass voice. Huh. That with that wheeze. He Probably doesn't got, he doesn't have the robot leg in the Rebels. Either, a child. No, no. The yeah. Ghosts of Geonosis, and they've been playing with Geonosis. This is kind of a funny thing, like mythologically speaking. You see in episode two at the end. Uh, Count Dooku runs to this computer terminal and he grabs the Death Star plans, right? Well, and then here they built the Death Star by the time Rogue One hits. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's funny in this in this uh, visual dictionary, the visual reference guide, they talk about how the whole the whole reason behind the Clone Wars, aside from disrupting everything, is that uh, Sidious needed the technological know how of the people in the Trade Federation to develop the Death Star, mm-hmm. whereas the Republic had the resources to build it. So he needed to put them at war against each other so that he could get them to develop the super weapon and then steal it and then have his own side after he destroyed the other side and basically unified them all together mm-hmm. to build his super weapon, his intimidation weapon. But <sighs> Well, now here's uh, – here's uh, while we're on the subject of Rebels, well, yeah. we could do that. We could start with Rebels and then get to Rogue One. Uh, if you are watching carefully in the film, there are quite a few mentions – of of rebels in yep. the movie, mm-hmm. uh, VCX one hundred light freighter. That's the ghost amid the ships uh, in the trailers. That's the ghost. Well, you can see it parked on the landing pad mm-hmm. at one point. Uh, let's see. Uh, uh, there's the hammerhead corvettes. Uh, Leia brought those to the rebels. That was on rebels. On rebels. That's the ships that they used to push the star destroyers. That, oh, that yeah. shit was dope. She's, and those yeah. those are cool. Those go mm-hmm. back, I think, all the way back to the Knights of the Old Republic video game because mm. that's the first time that design was shown. Was then they you know it was such a cool ship they thought let's make it canon now. Um, Chopper, the robot, you uh, even hear him is in the hangar bay in Yavin Four. Mm-hmm. You also hear General Sindulla paged. Yeah. And and it has been confirmed that that is Hera. And not her dad, Sham. From Rebels, not her dad. Yeah. Uh, uh, Anthony Bresnikan uh, confirmed it with uh, Dave Filoni. Yep. Saying it is, in fact, Hera. So we know she at least makes it two more yeah. years. That is, <laughs> that, is the, that is the ghost. And uh, like we said, Saw Gerrera uh, going to be on, uh, on Rebels. Now, the story with uh, Saw Gerrera is he... As they kind of touch on in, in in Rogue One, is that he he was one he was one of the great rebel fighters, but he became too extreme, too extreme, too radicalized, yeah. and broke away from the rebellion as we see it in Star Wars to go and and do his own like. Well, he he's he's into uh, there's a story arc on Clone Wars uh, where he and his sister are yeah. basically leading a rebel cell on Onderon against the Separatists, and the mm-hmm. Separatists at one point capture him and torture him. Ah. And it's so effective that he starts thinking, hey, torture is actually a good thing. We're going to use that. So that's something you see him doing. He that's resorts he, where he tortures uh, uh, Bodhi. Bodhi with, with that creature. Bobble yeah, it. with, uh, oh, what's his name? 
uh, and it was it's, Baba it's, Yaga or something. It's, it's Borgullet. Yeah, the Borgullet. creature's name. Borgullet. Borgullet. But he on on Onderon, he also mind. learns the extremities of the whole thing. His sister gets killed in the in the insurrection. But you see things from Clone Wars, even in in uh, Rogue One, the the technique that his uh, fighter cell uses to take down that tank mm-hmm. is almost the same choreography that Anakin and Ahsoka teach saw on his sister to take down separatist tanks during the clone wars so mm-hmm. that that whole technique is is something that they already showed what three four years ago on another cartoon yeah. so rebels is is two years out from rogue one yeah um the uh, uh, dave filoni who works on rebels is that right uh, filoni is now the head of animation for yeah. lucasfilm he was just just rebels but now it's yeah when when you say oh we're we need a head of animation. That tells me there's more animation. There's more to come. Uh, he told yep. he told Entertainment Weekly that he's been thinking about the uh, Scarif battle mm-hmm. and how it would look from the Rebels show point of view. Ooh. Mm. So I mean, like I said, if you're if you're not watching Rebels and you loved Rogue One, you're doing it wrong. There's so much there. Well, and I want to like I'm mad that I have been watching it because mm-hmm. I saw that yeah, the Ben Kenobi's going to show up on there. That's uh, the other thing is old that uh, we've got uh, old Ben Kenobi because the most recent uh, development on Rebels is that uh, the, the, the Force, what are they called? The uh, Bendu? Oh, the, the Holocrons. The Holocrons. Yeah. Darth Maul and... Uh, well, he's not a Darth anymore. Oh, he's not. Okay. No, because he, he, well, lost, he lost that title when he got cut in half. That's right. Okay, Maul. Yeah. And, no, he's just Darth Maul. And, no, he's, he's the old master. And uh, the kid... Uh, yeah, Ezra. Uh, Ezra, thank you. Yeah. Had dual visions using these things. And they both had the same vision of a planet with twin suns. Yeah. yeah. Now, Maul's going there to kill Kenobi because well, cut him in half. Because yeah. he, he fought another Jedi on Tatooine. Yeah. He's been there. Yeah. And in Clone Wars, he went there several times because he took over Jabba the Hutt's crime syndicate. Yeah. So he's he's familiar with Tatooine. So he's going there, and, and, and I guess Ezra's going to go as well. But so yeah. we're going to see old Ben Kenobi versus... Mall. Oh, it's so great because whoever's doing the Alec Guinness voice, that whole thing, he's sitting there meditating by the fire. He's like, oh, you're in the wrong place. <laughs> it's just, <laughs> it's kind of chilling. <laughs> so. It'd be great if you went back to A New Hope and if you look in the background of uh, Obi Wan's hut, you just see this guy just like dead. You know what? They're, they're doing some interesting things because uh, you see the big fight at the end of Rogue One where Vader just, just annihilates oh. uh, half a Corvette's crew worth of, of rebel soldiers. Those are Marines, by the way, if you're wondering what the costume is, the guys no, with the white helmets. The end of Rogue? Yeah. So the guys oh. with the white helmets and the vests, those are those are basically Republic mm-hmm. Marines. And he, uh, at one point, nails a guy to the ceiling and cuts him in half casual as he yeah. walks by. Um Vader has to spend so much time meditating and in Bacta to to just function because the Force works through living tissue. It doesn't work through a guy who's seventy percent robot, right? Mm-hmm. So he has to spend so much time just meditating on being able to function, just to be able to to lightsaber duel, just to be able to fuck people up. Yeah, it takes a lot of energy out of him. Mm-hmm. So they've done that to kind of explain to a degree why his uh, sword fighting isn't exactly spectacular in episode four because mm. <laughs> he's fucking tired <laughs> well i mean if we're gonna start jumping into scenes yeah like that scene uh-huh. is i could watch that on an endless loop for eternity in the sense that once the lights go out and all of a sudden you hear yeah <laughs> and then the you know the saber comes out that scene becomes it Changes from a sci-fi film to an absolute fucking horror film. Yep. Mm-hmm. And and then uh, I think they say something like, you're like they open fire! Oh, and, yeah. they, <laughs> and they just start firing away, and he's like, do 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 Yep. And the way I describe it, I, t- I said to our friend Brian, Brian Young, I go, 
the way he's behaving is, you woke me up on a Saturday morning. Yep. <laughs> decided, to reco- decided to record the fucking podcast. <laughs> like, you, assholes. You, you fucking woke me up. I am fucking tired of you assholes, mm-hmm. and I am done. And they, he's just like, and, and then uh, our buddy Count says, you took the instructions to my toy. Give it back. Yeah. <laughs> That's not his toy. He fucking hates the. He hates yeah, the. He Death hates Star. the Death Star. You remember? He well, says, in, yeah, in, your, in a new your, hope. Your, your technological terror yeah, is nothing compared to the power, power of the Force." force. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the other thing about that scene, where Vader, at the end, where Vader fucks shit up, is the terror in those Marines. Uh-huh. Oh yeah. God! Let me out! You know. Well, let, okay. So let so, me out, and also help us. <laughs> okay. So imagine. Here's here's what's happened. It's been uh, yeah. it's been it's been 20 years since episode three, right? Since Revenge of the Sith. Yeah. And the Clone Wars basically well, that was Palpatine's tool to make the Jedi look like lunatics. And so when they got gunned down, they're like, finally, we have peace in the galaxy again because mm-hmm. these rampaging witches, these wizards, aren't out there destroying everything anymore. So mm-hmm. we gunned them down. They're traitors. So for 20 years, they've done everything to ignore the fact that they're even there. The fact to the point where they're fairy tales at this point, right? So all these dudes on this ship, mm-hmm. all these Marines, they're 18 to 24 years old. They don't know them. Yeah. This fucking fairy tale comes to life. Yeah. It would be like if you're sitting in Russia and Baba Yaga walks out of the woods and starts <laughs> eating everybody. Who the fuck is that? Baba Yaga is an old witch in, in uh, Baltic and Russian fairy was, tales. Was it you or I was talking with somebody about how someone said that this scene uh, made all the other scenes with Vader, like, no, not nullified, but just, you know, weak. And I go, no, because... Here he has a, a a mission. He's like, give me the fucking plans back. Like, he's I'm, also, I'm, I'm fucking done with this shit. Whereas when he's fighting Luke, it's his kid. Well, he's and, he's and, fucking with Luke too. Well, also, yeah. yeah. Well, he also wants to rule the galaxy with him. So he's like, right. I don't want to kill you. Yeah, but was, I'm going to put well, you in your fucking place. He's been so. ordered by the Emperor to. You got to try to convert him. He's right? yeah, yeah, he's he's basically so. he's basically weighing Luke's abilities that entire fight. Yeah. If he were to if he were to do what he did, plus the light side of the force this is something about Rogue One. You see, you see people getting shot by stormtroopers. Yeah, a lot. Right? Oh God! Where, where Ben Kenobi's talking about only Imperial troops are this accurate, and you're mm-hmm. laughing because they can't hit the broadside of a barn, right? Yeah. That's the force working through the heroes that it needs to get to a certain point to bring balance. Because at this point, the dark side's too imbalanced. Whereas in the prequels, the light side's too imbalanced. So you need to fuck that shit up and bring it back to balance. So. It's, that's all that balancing act. See, I, I wouldn't even attempt to do this episode without you here. <laughs> yeah, it would have just been me just going, yeah, that shit was cool. Oh, it's yeah. crazy. It's, it's, no, because you're, you're reading all of the, the canon-related uh, material. This, is, this shit's religion to me, and yeah. it has been since I was seven. I mean, mm-hmm. I love this stuff. I'm not, there are people that are probably mm-hmm. better versed in it. but And another thing about that, about that scene with Vader and, and the battle scenes on Scarif. Mm-hmm. Now, I got some shit from a guy when I, when I said... I think this movie's kind of intense for younger kids. And I was talking about 10 and under. Yeah. Now, I'm not a parent, and your kids are all different. I just think that we were seeing some... Those battle scenes on Scarif were pretty intense, Yep, I think. They're insane. And then Darth Vader is a scary motherfucker at the end. This is, yep. a, this is a guy who you see at Disneyland and get your picture taken with him. <laughs> you know? right. So that's why I was saying, this might be a little intense for the 10 and under crowd. Because it's extraordinarily violent. Hey, you want to expose your kids to that? Go right ahead. I don't care. Right. I, was, I was just trying to, to relate that. I was, this is a character who took his lightsaber and jammed it through someone's torso through the door and yeah. ripped it open. Yeah. yeah. I, 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 my I, son's nine, and I kind of had to I was like, ah. And I'm, I'm going to talk about that, though, because there's nothing more terrifying in, than a kid's own imagination. I agree. So yeah. what they see on that screen, they've probably already thought about. Oh, um, and how... And, 
Go for it. Besides, you're you're seeing a you're seeing a morality tale that actually shows repercussions for mm-hmm. you know. So again, mm-hmm. know your kids, right? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Before, before you take them, no, I had, to, yeah, I had to think about it when I when I took my son, and but he handled it very well, better than he's finally at that age mm-hmm. where he can like. I mean, pretty much after Happy Father, the Happy Father's Day moment in Force Awakens, mm-hmm. like he's kind of been numb to everything yeah. since then. So I, I've, I don't know because when that should happen in Force Awakens and with, with Han, okay, I could I could hear the, I could hear the the shit, the life being sucked out of my son. Like he was. <laughs> the, the, the movie that caused me not to let my son hug me for a month. Yeah, like yeah. <laughs> I'll, uh, I say yeah, I could watch. Day. I could watch that hallway scene on the endless loop. I could actually watch the whole movie's great. I you get it, but like mm-hmm. just, just entertainment wise, where I was just like one hundred percent engaged. Uh, starting when uh, the, was it Jin? Uh, was it Cassian? Cassian. Cassian. And uh, K2SO yeah. run up to that the guy, and he's like, can I help you? And he's like, that's not necessary. And he just bashes him over the head. Yeah, the last, like, 35 minutes. The last movie. 30 minutes or so. Oh, I could watch that forever. But when he says, and I, did, I only caught it the second time, is when they're trying. <laughs> I call it the claw machine, mm-hmm. trying to get the the plans <laughs> out of that thing, which is weird. I just like, why don't you just have, like, a normal filing system? But I guess uh, the, the it's, Empire. It's space. <laughs> It's space. I mean, why? You know, how exciting would it be? Yeah. Hey, let's go it's to the filing movie. cabinet and get the Death Star I get plans. That I know it, <laughs> but I'm a, saying it's, it's like I just think the Empire likes fun games. I think so, they do too. And, and like, reactor cores. I mean, yeah. If I you, think next to it, they should have like a little, railings. They should have a stuffed bunny. We're like, ooh, that too. Yeah. Like, well, yeah. I mean, yeah, that's, and that's what I said about this movie. If you think too hard about it, yeah, yeah. You, you well, know, hey, why? Why would you build a platform like that and have the control out there? Why would you do that? <laughs> you know, that just doesn't make sense. It's a fucking movie. You're dealing with a totalitarian regime if you can't fucking walk down a gangplank without railings you don't deserve to be in the empire <laughs> but when, <laughs> when uh but when was it k2so when he starts getting like blasted away sorry I guess we well yeah we, spoiler. we the spoiler episode. Episode. He starts getting blasted away and he goes climb you can still make it like that and then he just goes goodbye and then boom and yeah. just, yeah. oh my god and you know that, that was the warm-up death like because they, uh, well and that was the big one for me because you know me when robots die in movies yeah. i lose it well i will say this though did he go before Bodie or after no, he went. Yeah, he was the first. He, no, was, he was the first. first big one. He was the first one. That's and when the they, movie turned. Yeah, because yeah. yeah. no, because I was sitting next to Shannon and my buddy Ryan from work, and as soon as I saw K two S O go down, I said to myself, "Oh shit! Yep. Everyone is going to yep. fucking die." I knew it before that though, because when they they got the clearance through uh, the shield, yeah, like that, they're like, you know, like here's our passcode. Like it's an old passcode. Like oh, we were yeah. delayed, and they're like, okay, you're cleared, and they're going down, and they go. What's that tower right there? Oh, that's where they keep all the plans. What's that dish on top? Oh, that's where they can transmit the plans. They go, oh, oh, oh. they're not getting out. No one's coming out. <laughs> but that, and it's, I it's, knew that it's, immediately. It's funny though because you you see uh, you see transcripts now from story meetings where they were talking with uh, Rian Johnson about the about the movie. And, yeah, did he do this one? Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. No, so, no, 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 no. Gareth Edwards. Not Gareth, Gareth Edwards. Edwards. Right. Yeah. Rian Johnson's Rian's doing, doing, doing the next one. So yeah. Gareth Edwards is is talking. They're like, we we did our original cut. We didn't think they'd let us kill everybody. Yeah. And so we we started shooting, and and the Disney Story Group says, yeah, no, they got to die. <laughs> so when when Disney says, yeah, they we we need to go Bambi's mom on this and uh, and make sure that you know it's a scorched no, forest. Right it, when they it, said oh, about the satellite to transmit, I was like, nope, nope. You're all fucking dead man walking. <laughs> if you're into, uh, speaking of Bodhi Rook, uh, he's he's the defected uh, Empire pilot, the yes. Imperial pilot, who joined the Empire so that he could get health care for his mom, by the way. Oh. Uh, because it fucking health care sucks in the Star Wars world well, if you're a woman. 
And, and healthcare. Fact. Health, uh, true. You can repair Darth Vader. Dude got his fucking whole body cut off. Uh-huh. Healthcare for him, top notch. His mom fucking dies of a fucking broken heart. Are you fucking kidding uh, me? That's not what happened. <laughs> but you, Jay. you know, you know the shit. The bottom line, people. There's no, there's no coincidence that Padme died at the exact minute that he came back to life. Because female healthcare in the Star Wars world. <laughs> Yeah, sucks. Fucking dick. Dark Lord of the Sith transferring her life essence into Vader's corpse. I'll tell you, uh, the, in an- space, another scene that I second time I saw it, I almost got tears in my eyes, and it it's when Donnie Yen and I don't know the other actor's name, yeah, yeah. his, his buddy, right. the blind guy, and, and his partner, and he they go, you, you know, somebody needs to flip the switch, mm-hmm. and so he's like. I'm going. Exactly. And so he goes off and he says, what, I'm going with the force, the force with me, I'm going with the force. And then, but his buddy doesn't see him. Yeah. And all of a sudden he goes, come back! Like that, because they're sitting there firing at him like that, mm-hmm. you know? And it's such, so touching. And then he does it, and then it, there's an explosion, and he, he goes, you know, I'll find you, you know, you'll always find me in the forest or yeah. something. You'll and, always find me in the rain. And, someone, and there's, uh, there's rumors going out, and I don't give a shit. Whether they're gay or not, yeah. who cares? You know, and, either they're close friends or they're yeah. really hey, close friends. I don't care. That's a nice relationship. Either there, way you know? with me, but then because like he like touches his cheek, and yeah. he's like, "I'll see you later." But then one of the greatest scene shots though is when his buddy's so like, oh, God, and that fucking Gatlin gun. Yeah. Holy yeah. Yeah. shit! I want that fucking gun. How many times in that movie did he just go? I've seen the movie four times. I cry every time he dies. Well, oh, yeah. He, this that, is amazing. And fuck thermal detonators in that movie. because <laughs> yeah. Damn, it blows up everybody. <laughs> and well, they, so uh, they, they have those, I'll tell too. you what. So the third time I saw it, it was in Denver mm-hmm. uh, with my friend Todd and his family. Mm-hmm. And it's really fun to see it with somebody who hasn't seen it before. Oh, really? Yeah. Because yeah. as everybody starts dying at the end, you just hear next to you, you go, you oh. 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 Oh, no. Oh, God. No. 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 <laughs> no. By the end. It's awesome. Well, Turret Tur- even says about Bays when they first introduced That's him. That's his name like, is Bays. Bays, yeah, Bays Malvis. He says about Bays at one point he was the most devout of all the Guardians of the Wills, and then his 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 faith was crushed. Faith get, get so shaped. instead of instead of basically losing all hope, he transfers. and And think about this: this is the most devout fucking religious fanatic there is. Right? He's he is the most devout of a warrior monk cast. He's basically like. If Kwai uh, Chen Kang from Kung Fu gave mm-hmm. up on Buddhism oh. and decided to transfer all of that faith into his best friend. Wow. So that's the whole thing with Baze Malvis is he was the most devout of the Guardian of the Wills. And then when that faith was crushed by the Empire, he turns around and says, Shurit, you're the focus of everything I believe in right now. Mm. You, you blind, crazy fucker. Oh, shit, dude. The line that still gets me every time <clears throat> is he goes like, he's like, we were making progress like that. And he goes, you're confusing fear with free, uh with freedom, yeah. He goes, well, you gotta start somewhere. Yep. And, I was, yeah. and every time I hear, like, ah, oh, oh no. yeah. there's there's some interesting things oh. in the novelization too. That's that's kind of fun. Like uh, Cassian, every time he looks at at uh, Jen, he's not he's looking at her like she's crazy, and that's his internal dialogue all the time. Is that her madness is going to potentially infect his entire crew and mm. screw up the mission? And then halfway through the book, mm-hmm. he's like, I'm compromised. My her her madness compromised me. I'm because uh, he he has this thing. Her perception of him is that there are times when he's really cool, he's really, really, like, great camaraderie, he's just easy to talk to, and he's really inspiring, and then he goes completely cold. Cold and calculating. She calls it his spy face. The spy face kicks in. Mm -hmm. He'll be completely affable, friendly, everything's good. Then the spy face kicks in, and he's ready to kill people. 
But it's her, her madness regarding uh, her father. Right? Her madness regarding uh, being, being orphaned. She thinks her father's dead. Yeah. And yeah. so she's orphaned at the age of 10, and then she's raised by a, a <clears throat> fanatical yeah. uh, terrorist. A child! For six years, she's raised by this terrorist and then abandoned because, as he says in the movie, people started figuring out whose daughter you were. So using that math, yeah. Jen could be on Rebels? Yes, she she would be probably twenty one on Rebels. That's crazy. If she if they were to put her on the show, yeah, but Leia, Leia was only yeah. like sixteen. So. Yeah, they're not talking about it. But yeah, I'm just saying very if they, easily if they wanted to, they could. Well, yeah, because the chopper base is where they're at right now. Yeah. on on Rebels, and they'll probably be setting Yavin up at some point because yeah. they've got Thrawn. Thrawn's going to figure out where they're at. Yeah, he's going to figure it out, and he's going to kill the shit out of them. So uh, they'll have to move bases mm-hmm. easily. I will say, I I think we hinted at it when we kind of did the. You know the sneaker review. The review, yeah. But uh, I still think that it is absolute fucking genius. Uh, speaking of of Jen's dad, played by Mads Mikkelsen, mm-hmm. who is the lead developer of weapons in the for the Death Star, that the whole reason that there's a shitty thermal port yep. <clears throat> that can destroy the entire thing yeah. is because he put it there on purpose. Yeah. See, like, it, it just nullifies every, every bitchy fucking, comment. Yeah. It's yeah. like, that's why would that ever so happen? Happy. That wouldn't happen. That, like, that's, that's stupid. And you're like, well, no, the the guy who developed it was actually, he, he didn't want to, but uh, so he made a, a way to destroy it. Mm-hmm. Well, like, and anybody who's really, genius. really complained too much about that obviously hasn't worked with federal contractors before. <laughs> <laughs> or, uh, or seen a movie. Or seen but uh, here's here's another. Okay. We gotta take a break. But I'll, I'll make this as quickly as I possibly can. Uh, Jin's mom, Lyra Urso. Yes. Uh, she dies very early in the movie. She gives Jin this necklace with the Kyber crystal on it. Yeah. And a lot of people were like, "What's the significance of the crystal?" Well, actually, there isn't any. It's it's like it's like I'm dying. Here's my crucifix. Remember me. Yeah. That's basically it. That's what I thought. She's a religious devotee. She's actually uh, at one point. It hinted at that she might have been a Jedi Knight in the original script. Mm. So here's the crystal that was. Oh, here's the crystal that was in my lightsaber. They're like, eh, we're gonna yeah. take, we're gonna take a line from Han Solo in Episode Four. We're gonna we're gonna downplay the Force. Yeah. And so then her whole thing is is her husband's research was actually in Kyber crystals, and that's how they met. Yeah, and that was part of the rewrites. And right. Re-shoots. And then during the Clone Wars, which Jin remembers, she was like four years old when the Clone Wars ended. So. Her her father and her mother were abducted by separatists because they wanted him to work on weapons research for well guess what the Death Star that's mm-hmm. what they were building yeah at the end of uh, episode three right they couldn't they couldn't figure out how it worked so that's the whole thing with Orson Krennic going out and saving them that's the whole reason why that whole background story it's in a book called Catalyst uh, explains this mission that Krennic goes on to save his best friend from college Urso mm. uh, 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 yeah. uh, Galen Urso who believes that he can use Kyber crystals to bring free energy to the universe. So he was trying to be Elon Musk or He's Tony basically Stark. your Elon Musk who yeah, yeah, who gets uh who gets blindsided by a guy who originally had good intentions and then thought let's let's build a weapon to teach that asshole Tarkin who's boss because that's all it is. It's yeah. a power play between well, and, them and, and I love that by the way. I, I yeah. love Ben Mendelsohn in this is mm-hmm. so good because he goes from being menacing to being a toady to sniveling to scary. Yeah. Throughout this movie, so much, and then know, depending uh, on the room he's in, you know, <laughs> a fun, a fun potentially accidental Easter egg hmm? uh, on the Death Star in the conference room, Episode Four. Yeah, when Vader gets done choking out a dude for doubting the Force, uh, uh, there's like, an I, empty I, I, chair at the table. Huh. <laughs> empty chair, so it's probably credits. Yeah. Accidentally, I, I call that scene the uh, the 
the part of the movie where uh, Darth Vader loses his shit and chokes the guy at the staff meeting. <laughs> As everybody who's ever left a staff meeting wants yeah. to do. That's yep. the thing with uh, uh, the scene I like too is uh, with Krennic real fast is when he finds uh, Matt Mickelson. He's like, seems like a lonely life down here. Like mm-hmm. seriously, a farmer. Mm-hmm. Like, and he's like, he's like, bruh, come on. <laughs> and he goes like, and he's like, oh, my wife died. And when she comes out, he goes, oh, she's back from the dead. Yeah. What a miracle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's so good, man. He's such he an asshole. Really he was a great villain. When they, when they cast him, I just went, that's perfect. That yep. is perfect. He's, what else has he been in? Uh, oh. He was on a TV show that we watch on Netflix. Wasn't he a Bond villain? And uh, Mads Mikkelsen Mad, was. Yeah, Mads Mikkelsen. Um, weren't they both? Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Ben Mendelsohn was on this TV show on Netflix that we watched for a while where he was, he was this redneck... In Florida, you know this family with money, and he was the bad seed of the of the of the family, and, and he was so fucking good at that, just amazing. Anyway, all right, let's take a break, and uh, we got more about uh, a couple more thoughts on the movie, and then the future of Star Wars, and what is what we know and what we do not know. After these messages, we'll be right back. Cabin Fever is your go-to shop for licensed action figures, tin signs, lunch boxes, and gift wrap. Located in the heart of Trolley Square at the corner of 500 South and 700 East, Cabin Fever is so much more than a card store. Picture it, 1982, a year before the Salt Lake Flood. Yes, we had one. Great films like The Thing, Blade Runner, Poltergeist, among others, are hitting the theaters. A little shop opened up in daunting downtown Salt Lake City called Cabin Fever, and they have been going ever since. Stop by Cabin Fever, let your geek flag fly, because being around for 35 years as a local shop catering to the meek, geek, and freak in in the community, it's not as easy task in our great state. Hell, anywhere. I mean, give your business to locals. Dave is a super nice guy, and he loves Geek Show podcast listeners. So just go in and, and, and just browse. The, it's just amazing the stuff they have from lunchboxes to tin signs, licensed merch, magnets, retro candy, the perfect coffee mug, whatever. Cabin Fever is now located at the heart of Trolley Square on the corner of 500 South and 700 East. What have you been up to for the last 35 years? Stop by and let Dave know at Cabin Fever. So much more than a card store. Smells great, tastes even better. Full-service catering and home delivery service from Geek Show friend of the program, Chef Daniel Cantu. Home delivery service geared for those who can't cook, won't cook, or are too busy. Or maybe you've decided to make a change in your diet and don't know where to start. This is From Scratch Cooking. Daniel's menus change weekly. You can order as much or as little as you'd like. There's a $40 minimum. No commitment to order every week. Chef Daniel, yes, I knew you were going to ask, can accommodate all food preferences and allergies. Vegan, vegetarian, paleo, gluten, dairy-free. Chef Daniel sources a lot of his ingredients locally when possible because we've got farmer's markets, ranchers, dairies, and bakeries all over. He can also do catering like he's done for us. Catering is available for all sorts of special events, weddings, business lunches, parties, anniversaries third shows, what have you, go to his website, cantuscatering.com. That's C-A-N-T-U-S catering.com for more information. You can submit a home delivery request or contact Chef Daniel directly, 801-359-6035. He's done a great job for us in the past, and you will get a special discount if you tell Daniel, Geek Show says hey. Dr. Volt's Comic Connection. Let's see what they got for the month of January for us. Uh, Hank Pym's daughter, Nadia, is here. And she's ready to change the world as the unstoppable wasp. We got a new wasp comic to read. 
Uh, who says the House of Ideas is out of ideas? Them's fighting words. You like Deadpool? You like Howard the Duck? Then I'm going to love Deadpool the Duck. <laughs> I think you will, too. Uh, also from the creators of the new CW series Riverdale, uh, there's a take of that TV series in comic book form. The new series offers a subversive take on Archie and all of his friends. You can join the industry's top creative minds in a no-holds-barred storytelling extravaganza, uh, extravaganza, the Commandi Challenge. Each issue will end with an unimaginable cliffhanger. And witness the Cape Crusaders' first encounter with one of the greatest heroes, Wonder Woman. Batman 66, yes, Adam West, meets Wonder Woman 77, Linda Carter. Oh, Adam. Uh, in curse words, a wizard has appeared in New York City, and he's casting wonderful spells, getting famous, getting rich. It's great, but it's not. The wizard has everyone fooled. He is actually an evil wizard, and evil things are on the way. That is curse words. Dr. Volt's Comic Connection opens seven days a week. Their hold service is free. And with that, you get a discount of uh, 10% off purchases of $20 or more, and you get the previews catalog for free. 2043 East, 3300 South, it's Dr. Volt's Comic Connection. Talking about sex can be uncomfortable. And you know it shouldn't have to be. At Black Velvet Boutique, they believe there's no shame in sex or wanting to be educated about sex. Black Velvet Boutique is an all-inclusive, judgment-free shopping environment. They emphasize positive relationships between partners and with oneself. Black Velvet Boutique, they're located on 293 South State Street in Clearfield, Utah. You can go to blackvelvetboutique.com or give them a call, 801-525-1583. They're open seven days a week. They are locally owned and operated, staffed by some really cool, fun, compassionate, and caring women, Dawn and Leah. Very supportive, very passionate about making sure that uh, their customers have a positive experience. You're free to shop anonymously or engage with any of the Black Velvet Boutique staff. They're interested in building honest dialogue and relationships with their customers and helping people make informed choices. Black Velvet Boutique is its not a porn store or a novelty store. It's for grown-ups who enjoy or want to enjoy sex. Black Velvet Boutique, huge advocates of self-care, which is about understanding your body and sexual needs and desires. Visit them at their store, 293 South State Street in Clearfield, or call them. Ask them about their free workshops, Black Velvet Boutique. Hey, everybody, this is Jimmy Martin for the Geek Show Podcast, and my wife, Kat Martin, has a special offer just for you. Are you tired of dusting your Legos? Yep. Polishing your Funko Pops? Oh, yeah. And just cleaning your house in general? Yep. Well, give Cat's Cleaning a call at 801-403-7342 today. With 17 years' experience, Cat, that's me, has carefully selected my employees and trained them in all of my ridiculously OCD ways. Check out Cat's Cleaning SLC on Yelp and Facebook, Cat is with a K, to read our five-star reviews and visit catscleaningslc.com for more info. We've even been featured on local news and actually cleaned for local celebrities, including the one and only Carrie Jackson. Oh, thank you. Mention Geek Show for a 10% discount. That's 801-403-7342. Or go to catscleaningslc.com. Cat with a K. Oh, yeah. And we're back. Woohoo! All right. Uh, this is, uh, again, the all Star Wars episode, uh, pretty much. Um, I found some really fascinating stuff about, uh, and, and this, is, this is common knowledge now, but I just thought it was so cool. But I found this in uh, Hollywood Reporter. I just wanted to read it. This was, this was great. Uh, Red Leader and Gold Leader. Standing by. Who are in, in the movie. Mm-hmm. I love um, how they did that. One of the actors is still alive. 
Oh, really? And came in and voiced over the footage. It was Gold Leader. I forgot the actor's name. Uh, but uh, th- this is the, this is the filmmakers walking around. Gareth Edwards. Uh, they're at Skywalker Ranch doing research for the movie. And he says, we're walking around doing all the cool things that you do at Skywalker Ranch. You know, looking at the Millennium Falcon and trying on Han Solo's jacket and things what? like that. Like you do. And in the back of the room at the bottom were all of these cans of film. And Ed was like, uh, what, what is that? And they said, oh, it's Star Wars. What do you mean? Well, it's just some footage that we didn't use. Just extra footage from the original movie Jeez. that didn't get used. How are they? Is it so, so usable? It was. It, they it, had to clean it, it up. It was negatives. Yeah. They cleaned it up. Uh, they found original negatives from A New Hope that included deleted scenes of the pilots from the Death Star attack. That was most of the footage. Was that you know? So it's guys sitting in, half, <laughs> rocking back and forth. You know, rocking yeah. back and forth and going. Uh, you know, saying military stuff. Red five standing by. And oh, there was, Red five. And there was an X-wing call exchange that didn't make it into A New Hope and and all that. So he he took that footage. Back to Industrial Light and Magic, they cleaned it up, they fixed it, and then they had Gold Leader, the actor, come in and, and voice his part. That's Shit. so cool. Right? Um, it's so nice. That was hit. probably my favorite part about uh, yeah. one, one of my favorite little nods. Because, you know, they wanted to nod to nostalgia and everything, but that was when I, when they, I was like, oh, you fuckers, that was, that's mm-hmm. good. Mm-hmm. I just think it's there. nice that the manager at Domino's gave him the time off. <laughs> well, they've, they, found, they found a reel of stuff from Return of the Jedi of all the female pilots that they shot. Because oh, yeah. they, they, yeah. they shot dozens of pilots to have interaction during the big Death Star fight in Jedi. And they cut most of it. It was like almost all the pilots had their dialogue cut out yep. of it. But one of the actors looks an awful lot like um, uh, Poe Dameron's mom. She's an A-wing pilot during the Death Star attack. Wow. That's and in so the comic. Yeah. It's in the comic. So yeah, they, so they actually canon. modeled the drawings that they made of of, uh, of uh, Poe's mom oh. based off of one of the pilots in an A-wing from unused footage. Girls from can't fly. Yes, they can. <laughs> yes, they can. <laughs> um... But this this movie, I I, I don't know where it, people are ranking where they think you know their favorite Star Wars movies are, and I'm seeing an awful lot of people saying Empire, Rogue One, yep. and then A New Hope. Um, oh, um, you know, ooh. in you know the order of your favorites. Damn, so my, my, uh, my ranking's unpopular and I, controversial. Yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. He goes the Ewok adventure. No, I don't. <laughs> Droids, the cartoon, not, Star Wars, Star Wars, <laughs> Wars Christmas. Not canon. Not canon anymore. None of that's canon. canon. Sorry. So, yeah. Did you guys so, see? Actually, they did a whole episode of uh, Goldberg's about that. But the holiday special. Oh yeah. Oh my god, I was laughing was, so hard because he he bought it bootlegged, which I did at Dragon Con when I was like fourteen, and uh, he pops it into the VCR. And Kat's like, what's what's the holiday special? And I go, oh no, hang on a second. And so I paused it and I brought up YouTube because it's on YouTube. Yeah, right? yeah. and I go, we're not watching the whole thing because this thing is fucking awful. And I like, you know, just showed her, you know, uh, Chewie's family, B. Arthur being a fucking cantina bartender. Don't forget Lumpy. Oh yeah, Lumpy, like everything like that. You know, B. Arthur's and song Kat's with like, with Greedo. Kat oh, goes, Jesus, what is this shit? Like <laughs> yeah. she's like, this is awful. That's, that's CBS then, trying to make some money. But but the thing about that episode of and, the Goldbergs. Is the look on his face as he's watching it? We all had that look. Well, that's the thing, though. We we were there. I was yeah. I was like, I'm that kid. You, I'm right there. You if know? you watch that, though, I love it because at the end of it, he turns around because he's watching it with his dad. Yeah, I did the he, same thing. And he goes, "That was fantastic." And his dad goes, "Were we watching the same thing?" Like, <laughs> you know, because he's trying to fool himself because he's like, 
Oh my God, what was that? <laughs> yeah, because my dad hadn't seen Star Wars. <laughs> He'd just seen this. And he's like, this is what you uh, are obsessing about? This is what yeah. you're going out to see every Friday? This is you? Th- yeah. This is. <laughs> I'm, I'm taking you to see this every night over at the Hewish Theater in Payson? This is what you're. Oh, Jesus. Why was Mark Hamill so goddamn tan? <laughs> <laughs> I showed the Christmas special part of it to the kids at the Sev yeah. a couple no, no, years right. ago. And they, were... and they just looked at me like. I'm so sorry you had to live through this. <laughs> <laughs> it's so bad. But anyway, um, I would I I really enjoyed this Rogue One movie so much. I really did because it, it to me how I described it. Well, two 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 reasons. First of all, it's the first time, and I know this is maybe bad to say. It's the first time I ever felt like the Star Wars universe was real, lived in. It's grounded, lived in. which is the terminology they always use to yeah. describe the original trilogy. This felt more lived but in. But this than that. felt more real mm. when they yeah. were on that planet, all those different races and oh, they're on Jeddah? On Jeddah, yeah. yeah. And and that's when I went, This is real. Yeah. It, it, and, it existed for me. It wasn't just a, a movie scene. I agree. You know? Jeddah's super trippy too, because yeah. uh there's they're hinting that Jeddah is either where the Jedi got their name or Jeddah got its name from the Jedi. Yeah. No yeah. one knows because it's like this spiritual not necessarily yeah. the home world of the Jedi, but one of the there early was this fucking mountain with like a yeah, statues. Saber. Jedi everywhere. Yeah. yeah, Jedi Fuck. statues. Shit was crazy. Um, yeah, and they're they're mining they're mining the old temple for mm-hmm. kyber crystals. And what they they won't say the story group won't say it's either that because kyber crystals are mostly on Ilum, right? There's this big ice planet, and yeah. the Padawans would go there, and 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 their crystal would call to them, and they'd build their their lightsaber. But Jedi's where all these crystals are at. So is it because it's full of crystals, or are they just mining crypts of old Jedi knights? Mm. I think for me, what what made it even more realistic, and it, and it's easily what technology what got us there, is you know we saw in A New Hope the Death Star blow up Alderaan, but you just saw a planet go, kapah, yeah, you know mm-hmm. like that, and like mm-hmm. yeah, that's devastating. Holy you shit! Fire when ready. But on this one, we're on the ground. Yeah, and you see it. That's that's the bam, other thing. and you see yeah. like that the was the mind fuck and, like, of it. and the fucking ground coming up, and they're like. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And and the other reason I, I like this one so much is this is the first time I felt like, and maybe I'm just projecting and this is me, um, this was a Star Wars movie made for the adult fan, mm-hmm. Sure, I think. Yeah. Um, you know, well, yeah, kids, more are, out of kids are seeing it, but this one was made for the, for the guys like us who went as often as we could to see the original, as often mm-hmm. as we could. Well, um, I'll so, tell you what I love about this movie, yeah. is that not only does it not harm the only other three movies <laughs> it like enhances it yeah yeah it enhances you know? it enhances like, all of them i haven't watched uh, a new hope since i've seen it but I like have. i've I done s- it three times <laughs> and, and it fucking <laughs> the way that it's st- you're like ah! <laughs> well but like for, knowing like wh- like you know cuz i know the scene you know the first time you see vader in new hope he blows the door open he walks out and he's like you know he lifts that dude up like by his neck mm-hmm. but like knowing now he's so tired that he just <laughs> fucking murdered like a dozen 20, people 20 dudes in a yeah. fucking hallway and he you know and just barely missed those plans you know what i mean like it makes it so much more intense and yeah. and if and you're so, if you're if you're one of those people complaining about the uh, sassy as fuck be careful not to choke on your aspirations line 
Uh, Vader is sassy as fuck through the original yeah. trilogy. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, his, his most sassy line of all would be, apology accepted, after a dude's corpse falls down dead yeah. at his oh, feet. Oh, yeah. 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 Uh, you know, he's, he, is, he is a sassy fucking quippy dude. That's, I would be if I had to spend my time in a fucking meditation chamber. But what's oh, interesting... in that chamber scene, dude, when he's floating in that water yeah. with, like, no arms. Yeah, who builds a fucking castle where he got ah! his legs chopped off? Yeah, in Mordor. No, that's that's Mustafar. That's where Obi Wan basically made yeah. him. Well, there were no ramps for him to wheelchair away. Yeah, he he also if if you read the Vader comics, you can you can see it's all again tied together so beautifully yeah. well. Uh, part of the reason why he was so insane to get those plans back, he doesn't like the Death Star, but he knew the Emperor was intrigued by it. And you see the fallout of the Death Star's destruction through those twenty five issues. And and again, if you're not reading that. And you're a Star Wars fan. You're doing it wrong because yeah. it all it all ties and it's all together. it's all wrapped up now. So if yeah. you're waiting for the end of the story, it it bridges the two years or the two or three years between Empire and Star Wars mm-hmm. beautifully. Mm-hmm. So I agree with Gary though. It definitely made it feel real. Like because shit, I'm well, yeah, I'm I mean, dumping American history like and world history out of my brain. So I can fit more Star Wars history. <laughs> like uh, I'm, I'm going to be a useless human being in, in, in about five years. Well, it's, it's not it's not the story of of uh, of Camelot where you have King Arthur and yeah. Lancelot and Guinevere running around with very few consequences that are not mythic. These are the ground troops that are fighting against the other castle, and so mm-hmm. it's gritty and it's visceral and it's disturbing. Well, and, yeah, and it was the the it was it was. Uh, uh, what's what's the movie? It's Saving Private Ryan, right? Uh, right. At certain points, yeah. it's, it's it's the cost of war. Yeah, it's it real people are fucking yeah. dying. Oh yeah, that you was know, the, and when, that's when Baze, you know. when Baze was running. Yeah, you see the fucking was it the A wing or the U wing go down? Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh. like he has that look, like, fuck. You know, that's our like, that's our last U wing. Yeah, he's just like ah. This they is... only they only had three or four. Yeah, mm-hmm. but then when when the fucking the Hammerhead Corvette takes the other Star Destroyer. And you've watched that bitch come down in slow mo. Mm-hmm. Sh- so good. Shannon and I were like, ah! Yeah. <laughs> well, every single time, too. Cat and I said. Every time, I've, all four times I've seen it, I've just been like, oh, oh this the, is so uh, cool. It, it replaced my favorite Star Destroyer destruction scene. What's the other one? Uh, when Darth Vader's executor plows right into in the, the Death Star. In Jedi. In Jedi. Well, and, th- and then, oh, and then yeah. when um, the rebels are trying to leave and get the yep. fuck out of Dodge, oh, yeah. Yeah. they fucking run right into the goddamn destroyer. And I'm yeah. like, Jesus. Yeah, because yeah. Vader, Vader, Vader uh, prescribes to the Riker technique of using your ship as a battering ram. Yeah. <laughs> it's fucking insane. No, but this, I'll say this. This was a great year of uh, watching... Uh, Spaceships get destroyed. Yeah, because yeah. watching the Enterprise in uh oh yeah oh yeah in, uh wow Beyond and yeah. and 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 that was another thing and, and I even thought about uh, Star Trek Beyond because I all right I worked twelve years of satellite communications in the military so if you like there were parts where I was sitting next to a work uh, a work buddy the first time I saw it there were parts about this movie where we are just high fiving each other because. Only you, only you would deal with this. Like only calm guys would get. If you're a calm guy and you're watching this movie, you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't talk shit about calm. You know, like um, when we did our little after review um, when we came out of the movie, and I said, no calm, no bomb. That's kind of like a, that's always been our motto. You can't fucking do shit without right. calm mm-hmm. and cybersecurity. And it fucking still makes me laugh that uh, huge Death Star thing that blows up planets, travel uh, spaceships that could fly through hyperspace. But we're still putting plans on a goddamn <laughs> floppy disk. <laughs> like, it's just funny to me. Uh, got some final stuff. Gareth Edwards talking about Jedha. 
Jedi. Uh, place uh, planted a spiritual pilgrimage in a world where the Jedi have been blotted out of existence. It's now pretty much a place that exemplifies the galaxy we see in the original Star Wars films. Uh, one just two decades removed from the Jedi, but already treating them like a lost myth. The Force is basically in Star Wars like a religion, and they're losing their faith in that period. And we start that we start the movie. We're trying to find a physical location that we could go to speak to the themes of losing your faith and the choice between letting the Empire win or evil win. And good prevailing, it got embodied in the place we called Jedha. Um, he uh, he says uh, Jedha. He he kind of teases that the Empire on Jedha for reasons beyond the fact that it was formerly a force stronghold. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, it's essentially taken over by the Empire. It's occupied territory for reasons that I can't reveal. Because it might be tying into mm-hmm. one of the uh, one of the newer. Yeah, or, or, or rebels, even for that matter. Yeah, uh, there's something very important in Jedha that serves both the Jedi and the Empire. Uh, felt very much like something that we could relate to in the real world. Um, so there's that, and the whole Kyber Crystal thing. Uh, also, uh, he talks about Galen Erso, his big decision. Why would a respectable scientist end up building a moon-sized super weapon anyway? Uh, we we kind of touched on it earlier. He was always a pacifist. He says. Uh, and part of an audible sponsor, uh, let's see, uh, his uh, his act of defiance in sabotaging the first Death Star makes him a rebel for sure. He, he risked his life for it. Uh, in the writing, it was always intended as an act of defiance and always a way to unmake what he was forced to help make. Yep. Mm. He says, I love the poetry in that way that it falls to the daughter to absolve the sins of the father. Just like it fall, fell to the son to absolve the sins of the father. As mm. he says, that feels like Star Wars to me. Yep. So uh, So there you go. There's there's a funny thing on Jetta too that uh, I I love because it it gets into uh, what I like to call the the new movies kind of fixing the expanded universe. If you're a fanboy that's been screaming and crying about the expanded universe being stripped down and, and made non-canon, it was a mess, and you need to recognize that. Mm-hmm. So there mm-hmm. was a uh, Boba Fett's backstory was that he was a, a space cop named Jaster Mareel, uh and that Jaster Mareel, uh became so obsessed with hunting down a particular bounty that he disgraced himself as a cop and had to become a bounty hunter, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Didn't work for Fett when they retconned him, right? Yeah. In the, in the prequels. Well, there's a guy named Tam Posla. He's a bounty hunter that's wandering around the streets of Jeddah hunting down two bounties that he's looking for. Um, one who goes by Rufo. I can't remember the other guy's name. Uh, but he's been hunting for him because they've been traveling the galaxy uh, doing medical experiments on people, horrible medical experiments on people. And he became so obsessed with it that he became a bad space cop and had to become a bounty hunter. So they just basically retconned Jaston Mareel's shitty Boba Fett story and made him another kind of cool <laughs> bounty hunter. The two guys he's hunting are actually in Rogue One. It's uh, Ponda Baba and Dr. Evazan. Oh, yeah. Who, who mm. as we, we saw oh. what happened to them in Episode 4. Um, Dr. Evazan's story, Cornelius Evazan, it goes back uh, to the 12th episode of Clone Wars where you see his shuttered... Um, plastic surgery clinic <laughs> on a street on a on a planet um you if you read arabash you can see that it's it's closed um due to an investigation uh that's why he's his face is all fucked up because he he was disfigured when somebody got even with him um <laughs> he's on Jeddah basically finding body parts to stitch back together he's a fr- he's frankenstein he's frankensteining his way through and ponda baba just likes getting drunk and hanging out with him so <laughs> this this i'm ponda baba they're they're <laughs> leaving they're leaving Jeddah when they bump into jen and, and cassian it's all it's all in this book <laughs> it's kind of beautiful <laughs> they're leaving because this bounty hunter's figuring out where they're at and there's pictures all through if you haven't read the uh, ultimate visual guide for rogue one they they don't come right out and say that it's dr evison they keep talking about rufo mm-hmm. but if you know you know that that's his alias. You're like, oh fuck, this guy. <laughs> there's a picture of this lady. She's she's holding a coffee pot. She's got half a head, 
he's he's basically going around and creating these mindless servants called the decraniated that he sells to coffee shops. <laughs> what the fuck? Wow. <laughs> so here's, fucked up. here's the bounty hunter that's uh, that's hunting him down. Here's one of his decraniated. And on the next page, there's a guy that not only doesn't have a head, but his guts are hanging out of his robot legs. Uh, this shit's all on Jetta. It's all in the background. So, mm. you know, if you're if you're looking for stuff to look out for uh, next time you watch Rogue One. <laughs> I want to know who the... Um, all right, when uh, Bodhi gets to... Uh, when they get to Jetta... And they're you know they're trying to get him to solve. Who's the mo- who's the dog with the the gas mask or whatever? Uh, so the two tubes, he, I, the like, two tubes twins. And oh, there's two of them. Yeah, they're twins. They they these guys right yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. So um, I they, didn't even know there was two of them. Yeah, they're they're clones of each other. Okay. So and that's kind of a fun one. And uh, that X-wing that's crashed. Uh, it's a cut scene, but one of them's piloting that X-wing and he gets shot down. That's and he's crazy. such a badass, he just gets out and keeps fighting. I I want a movie where the two. Uh, Criminals. What's their name is again? Hmm? The two guys you were talking about from New Hope. Oh, oh, Dr. Uh, Evazan and Ponda Baba. I want a scene where he walks off with the guy with the fucked up nose. And he's like, I'm a wanted man. I have a distance on 12 systems. I'm a wanted man. I have a distance on 12 systems. And he goes, come back! <laughs> <laughs> well, one of those 12 systems is Jetta. Um, and then the uh, the Twi'lek. Who brags about that shit? That's just weak. Uh, man. A fool. Yeah, a fool. He's, we he's, know he is a fool. He's been on the run for at least 20 years. He's on a different system. Yeah. It's okay. And then <laughs> this this dude here, uh, the other Twi'lek that was hanging out with... Mm-hmm. with uh, is that Bib Fortuna's buddy? It's his cousin. He's Beezer Fortuna. His Jesus. last name's Fortuna. Yo, who's the little guy? The 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 little that's my that, favorite, that's the right here. This is one of my little favorite guys. guys with the, the big little furry with the guy. Big he's mouth. hanging out of the fucking <laughs> making the monkey making yeah. the monkey noises. Yeah, <laughs> he was great. So that's uh, is he up in like the the, the ship with the Gatling gun? Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. on the U wing. That's a uh, that's a uh, uh, Warwick. That's uh, that's one of my favorite. It parts. is Warwick Davis. Warwick Davis. Yeah. Oh, is it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fucking great, he's, man. Uh, of course, he's gonna steal the show. He's Leprechaun. Yeah. I'm almost to him. This the sad thing about these visual guides though is that every single character. Has a, a name and a background story. Yeah, they all and, they've all been fleshed out. So there's there's Pow, but he wasn't. He's, yeah. he's taller. And then I the little, him. little that guy dude's right name there. is Bistan. Oh, I liked him too. Bistan. Yeah, yeah the, the, the little guy's name is Bistan. Bistan. Yeah, and Bistan's uh, the crazy fucker that likes heavy ammunition. I, that uh, shit was awesome. So he's kind of like their rocket raccoon. In a he's way. very <laughs> much. Yeah, but he was Warwick, a badass. I mean, Warwick's been in every every Star Wars movie since uh, Return of the Jedi. No. Oh. The two, the he two, even got to play Little Greedo in, in episode one. That's right, he was. The the two things I want to mention real fast okay. uh, is, one is, I love the little hints where you know something's going to happen kind of thing, whereas uh, when Jimmy Smith shows up. Uh-huh. Yeah. And, like, you know, he's sitting there and he's like, I've, you know, I've got somebody I trust her with my life, and it's Slaya. Yeah. Yep. And mm-hmm. he goes, but I got to go back to Alderaan. Yeah, no, goes, like, no, 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 man. No, Jimmy Smith. In, no, in, in my mind, he didn't get there. He went somewhere else. <laughs> like, I was like, no, man. I was like, oh, shit, and it's, it's in, your so mind, he, in your mind, he stopped for coffee somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> if, you're, if you're a Clone Wars fan. Like in Spaceballs. <laughs> yeah, like, oh, shit. If you're a Clone Wars fan, there's like probably 60 episodes with Bail Organa, you know, being yeah. a badass yeah. and, and, and developing yeah. that. And, you know, keep in mind, in episode three, he was the only dude who went to the temple to see if he could help. Yeah. He flies right. down to the temple and watch that kid get gunned down. Yeah. He's like, "Oh, we're fucked." That's <laughs> but, right. But we we mentioned, you know, the the hallway scene, and they obviously they pass the plans along. They get to the ship, and then they a floppy that, disk. That door slides open, and you just see the white dress with the hood over. Mm-hmm. And the first time I saw it, Carrie was still with us. Yes. The second time I saw it was the day after we lost her. Yeah. Yeah. And she, they said, you know, what did they bring us? And then the camera pans around. 
mm-hmm. and it's young Carrie Fisher, and she says hope, and like I seriously like got teary eyed because one it's a great ending, but also it's like what a way to go out. Yeah, also you know? changes the meaning of a new hope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it yeah. does. Yeah, wow, drastically. Well, and then I can't believe we haven't even talked about Grand Moff Tarkin. Oh, you may yeah. Fi- you may yeah. fire when ready. Yeah. Well, Sansy Pants. I just like saying that all well, the time. I, people talk about that. Now. I mean, we can talk about Tarkin, but like, because now that we've lost Carrie, and you and I were talking about this last night, that a, I guess a rumor is that General Organa was going to have a big part in nine. Well, I've, I've got yeah. that information yeah. and, right here. And do you use that technology or do you rewrite the story? Well, I that's think what, you ask her daughter well, what she wants. They're meeting this yeah. week. Uh, to talk about that. Well, what, yeah, what that's what you were saying, that he had to fly to California. He'd be like, yeah. um, yeah. what do we do? By the way, did <laughs> you I think they're done filming eight, right? right. Yeah, yeah. All, of her okay. sh- all of her scenes have been shot since okay. August. Did you see what she got married in? Yeah, yeah. Let's, let's talk about that. Um, first of all, let's raise, it, such a let's, raise it, let's raise a glass to Carrie Fisher. Oh, this is why such I, a yeah. badass. You showed me that last night and almost lost my shit. She got cremated. Yeah. And her urn looks like a giant Prozac pill. It was accor- <laughs> according to her brother. According to her brother, her Get prize, the fuck out of here. Her prized possession was a two-foot plastic uh, Prozac. Prozac pill, and so she loved that. She thought it was hysterical, so they hollowed it out and had her had her. Urn oh, she already had it. Oh yeah. Oh, okay. Her, so daughter, her daughter and her brother said it was one of her prized possessions. Oh my god. She is brilliant. Yeah, god, just, it made me laugh so hard. So yeah, they're uh, meeting this week uh, to uh, talk about it. Uh, according to Hollywood Reporter. Uh, uh, at least two key scenes are planned for episode uh, eight and episode nine: a Leah reunion with Luke Skywalker, oh, God damn it. and a confrontation Ugh. with Kylo Ren, which has to happen. Yeah, I mean her. Oh yeah, you know, mom, mom you know. and son. Yep, uh, whoop that ass. Details. <laughs> details of where those scenes fit in the movies remain unclear, but uh, insiders say that Leia was to have a bigger part in episode nine than eight, uh, and uh, the director has uh, finished shooting. But uh, they haven't started uh, a nine yet, uh, so they're not quite sure what to do with the story now. I say, I mean, again, I, I agree with you. You know, yeah. family first, yep. whatever they want. But like after the Tartan thing, yeah, the technology's there. It's, they're they're it's there. Very, and it looked great. The guys, I, the guys in charge of those of that technology are really, really hesitant to use it. Like they used it for Tarkin because Tarkin had to be there. Yeah. yeah, and people complaining about the technology that was used, saying it looked fake because uh, it was. Well, also, people who didn't know that that actor's been dead for 20 exactly. years since 1994 had no idea. They had yeah. no idea. And also, you're going off of lighting that was different in Episode 4 than it is in Rogue yeah. One. Yeah. So, I mean, they had to take all of that into consideration. I mean, yep. Episode 4, it looked like a, any movie from the 70s. Yeah. I mean, it shot on film, lit that way. All movies from the 70s right. kind of look that way. Well, and, and, and this this is the first time they've they've convincingly brought a dead actor back mm-hmm. and, and had them do a performance, a really good performance, yeah. by the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll be looking back on this maybe in 20 years and going, oh, that looks weird. But just like we look at Jeff Bridges and Kipcher now. Tron. Oh, yeah. yeah. But the, how, how many years ago? That was like, what, five years oh, ago? More than, mm, a little yeah. bit more than that. I'd say eight. But, Either way, but look, here, how, look how far yeah. they've come. Yeah. Uh, exactly. And and if if that in fact did take you out of the movie, I'm, I feel sorry for yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. Because I loved it. I, it enhanced it. Because I watched those new Planet of the Apes movies, and when the bad guy ape says human work and touches his scars, yeah. I see a, a performance there. I don't. Yep. I don't see a computer generated creature. To me, that is that is a that is a thing. That is a living thing, and he has emotions. Yeah, you know? I see the legacy of Jar Jar Binks. Well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> hate, hate the character. No, hate the character. Hate the character for what he is. It started to recognize 
what that started. Though. Yeah, I know. Yeah, so yeah, no, I agree. Yeah, but what I'm saying with with the, the the whole Leia thing is that you know we're still talking two years away, and the technology is only going to get better. Mm-hmm. So it, yeah, it's it's hard because the character the character does have to have a resolution. And, yeah, it, like, and that resolution yeah. would be great if that resolution was she maybe gets to survive and her legacy lives on. This is yeah. a character who's been manipulating the Force accidentally. Yeah. Uh, that's yeah. something they're hinting at very strongly, that even when she's a teenager, yeah. she is somehow ahead of the, of the game all the time, and no one knows how. Like, she's her tactical brilliance. Mm-hmm. Uh, watch episode four again, as Shannon mm-hmm. has, and realize that she takes over the rescue mission the well, second yeah. they show up. Yeah, yeah. She, I, I said it last week. She rescued these two lunkheads. Yeah, yeah. they you accidentally know? stumbled into her reten- detention yeah. cell. Yeah. <laughs> she but saved them. The thing is, is that, uh, oh God, I, remember, I forgot who the writer was, but she was going on about how uh, Leia and General Organa are the most... Im- she's the most important character in the entire well, they, fucking they're saga. Saying, they're saying that there's, uh, there's a little bit of an inkling out there that... Um, if you read uh, Bloodlines, the Princess Leia book that takes place about six years before Force Awakens, uh, it's hinted at very strongly that she disguised um, her rescue of Han Solo as an assassination attempt to destabilize the Outer Rim. Mm. So it wasn't anything to do as far as the, re- the rebellion was concerned. The Alliance wasn't concerned about saving the smuggler. That was her plan. But she basically presented to them as, I'm going to take the last Jedi Knight in the galaxy and go kill Jabba the Hutt, who basically runs crime in the Outer yeah, Rim. We're going and to that assassinate way, him. Yeah. Right. We're going to go kill him. We know we're going to kill him. That's the out. That's the, the, the whole surrender or die. Yeah, that was just a George Bushianism, you know? Yeah. Uh, so the plan was to kill him, destabilize the Outer Rim, because once that's destabilized, once all the gangsters are out trying to kill each other to take power, the Empire will be too busy putting out that fire mm-hmm. to deal with the attack against the Death Star. So her, her strangling him... That was, was all her part being of the plan. A, a cold-hearted, yep, <laughs> yep, general. She's and that's that's why the, their military. move their move to change that costume from from slave Leia to hut slayer Leia. Well, she did. If you if you get into what he is, he he mm-hmm. literally is Don mm-hmm. Corleone of the Outer Rim. Mm-hmm. He runs everything: slavery, yeah. drugs, crime, crime. It all goes through Java. Yeah. He runs Black Sun. He runs everything out there. It's going to be interesting. I mean, not only with obviously with Carrie Fisher, like. With Star Wars, but even uh, with the whole Anton Yelchin thing with Star Trek, how these two yeah. giant franchises handle these kind of things. Yeah, how I they, mean, it'll be a little bit easier with Anton Yelchin. But, not as uh, big as a character. Yeah, just, yeah. Trans- just transfer him to the Reliant earlier in his career. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, speaking of Carrie Fisher, there is not. This is not how these things happen. But uh, it was a nice thought, and it was started by a guy from here in Utah. Uh, Cody Christensen started an online petition for Disney to declare Leia an official Disney princess. Uh, to me, when when Disney bought Lucasfilm, she became a Disney yeah, princess she was. Yeah. to me. Yeah. Um, but uh, uh, she's a general, man. She All right. She's, she, she is a general. Yeah. She doesn't talk to animals, so that's kind of one of the criteria. I, I, guess what I he's, know, Chewy. I guess what he's, yeah. ang- what he's angling for, I think, is that so that she could be in the park. Yeah. You know, and you can have your Which picture. would be nice. That I would mean, be up. I think that would that be w- cool. I think that would be nice. That would be cool. Anyway, uh, and then the final bit of Star Wars news I have here is uh, the Han Solo standalone film. They are talking to Woody Harrelson oh, as of as of this moment, talking to Woody Harrelson to be in that movie as a, a drunk advisor, please, a, an advisor, a mentor, yeah. to Han. He's already and done I, it, kind of like the Finnegan to his Oliver. And I hope know? that I hope that mentor's name is Lorsan Tekka. He's um, done it twice already. Yeah, in, in what, Hunger Games. They've Hunger talked Games about yeah. They've talked about. 
that character's name and another character's name, but that's just speculation, yeah, speculation. on the web. Just yeah. speculation on the and web. And if you really want to have some fun catching up on what happened between Episode 6 and Episode 7, uh, Chuck Wendig's Aftermath books, uh, the, the two that are out right now, mm-hmm. really, really, really fill in a lot, of, uh, a lot of gaps, getting up to why Jakku is even important to begin with. Everybody mm-hmm. wants to go back to Jakku. Well, there's a reason why everybody wants to go back to Jakku. <laughs> they just don't know it. So there's, there's, something, there's something there, and it, it all feeds into... And it'll all come... Even if you want to know what happened to Boba Fett's armor... Not necessarily I left my wallet that. in Jakku. That's where the, <laughs> yeah. that's where the third Death Star is buried. <laughs> yeah. Well, they they used uh, the Empire used tractor beams to pull Alliance ships out of the sky. So get even, the fuck out of yeah, what? They had a tractor beam installation on the surface of Jakku because Palpatine, for some reason, was excavating uh, Sith artifacts on Jakku. Jesus. So when the battle breaks out over Jakku, and the Alliance definitely has the superiority in ships, they're blowing the shit out of Star Destroyers, knocking them out of the sky, the mm. whole thing. Then all of a sudden, tractor beams just start pulling, crashing them onto the planet. It's pretty badass. I want my own life <laughs> I, uh, I rewatched The Force Awakens uh, over the Christmas holidays. I, I hadn't watched it. I've, I've seen it maybe two or three times. But huh? it, still really fucking that's, good, I think. It's a great movie. I don't care what anyone says. It's so fun you know? and bombastic. And yeah. as that spirit of adventure and, and life. And it, it, it did make me want more Poe Dameron. Yes. So I, I, I hope they do more. Dog, he's got, he's got a black, orange X-Wing? Come on, dog. <laughs> for, that shit is, for a character who was supposed to actually die in the opening scene. Yeah. yeah, he was supposed to die. Yeah, they, they cast him. He's like, I don't want to be a character who dies in the opening scene. And he said, I'll take the part anyway. I love Star Wars. And then two weeks later, like, yeah, we, we, we like wrote a bigger you. part. We like you. We're That's rewriting so cool. it. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't know that. I, we just watched it last week and realized that Poe and, uh, and Ray never meet in the entire movie. I know. Nope. They're never on screen. I just want that scene that happened in like Not episode eight and nine where, like, you know, uh, Finn just says to Kylo, "Like, I'm gonna fucking tell your mama." <laughs> hey, I'm hey, telling the general. I'm gonna I'm tell your mama. Um, not even in the in the planning sessions when they're looking at the. No. She's a prisoner on on the planet. That's right. Yeah, yeah. they never meet in the entire movie. It's like that. Well, I guess we we better introduce them. <laughs> I they might they the, might meet at the end when I think that's that'd be a nice yeah. little kind of a love triangle. Yeah, like there. when when Queen Cersei gets to finally meet a uh, uh, queen of of the Lady Dragons. Uh, <laughs> they never met either. Yeah. No, nope. I'm sorry to go Game of Thrones on y'all. No, it's fine. It's I just fine. want my own lifesaver. Who does like, it? Well, but I mean, like not like. Not like Mace Windu, like yeah, his was purple. Yeah, it's because he found a very, very rare crystal. No, but I'm gonna find an even rarer. I, one. I got to the bottom of that. I'm gonna find a rarer this, crystal, and, and I'm gonna shut up about Star Wars after this. But at your holiday party, James asked me why why lightsabers have the colors that they have, ah, and okay. why the red lightsabers are red. And now I know. So when you're a Padawan, you actually get called by your crystal. Your crystal mm-hmm. calls to you. Yeah, and, and that's, this has been in uh, Rebels or Clone Wars. Uh, Clone Wars, they did it. They yeah. took a whole bunch of the Padawans to Ilum, and they found yeah. they go through a trial where where you find your crystal. Mm-hmm. Um, interestingly enough, uh, the Ahsoka book actually explains how they go red. Oh, because a, a Sith practitioner doesn't get called by his crystal. He kills somebody and takes theirs. And then he hmm. forces, it's called bleeding the crystal. They force so much dark side energy into the crystal that it becomes corrupt and starts bleeding red energy. And then Ahsoka has a white lightsaber. She has two of them because mm-hmm. she grabbed an Inquisitor by the wrist while he's getting ready to kill her and uh, basically force electrocuted the shit out of him until his crystals turned white. Wow. Holy shit. <laughs> okay. 
I was just gonna say I wanted it's, mine to be midnight grape. It's clear. <laughs> <laughs> it's clear that if you have any questions about Star Wars, I know. You need to, Ask Brian Young. No, no, go go to Frisch and and pester Lee a little bit. Just send I just me, like just to send me an instant message. I like, said, <laughs> I like that they said the name of the movie and the film. I always love that. I know. It's like Rogue One. I was like. <laughs> that's a spoiler I told you it's a spoiler free episode like, Ty's like I had such a fun weekend at Bernie's yeah <laughs> I always when that happens in the theater I stand up and go there's your title there it is <laughs> it's like in the like in the first one oh I'm so Everybody. I'm yeah. so tired of all these Star Wars I stood up I I've, I've learned I've learned not to stand up and scream drink Drink. You get kicked out of the theater. They did, they did that on uh, on Family Guy. There was a joke about yeah, it. Where he said, yeah. he said, uh, he's like, I love when they say the title of the film. And he goes, I guess it's just as this is as good as it gets. He's like, oh, oh, oh. and he goes like something like, um, it was the last one. He goes, uh, Clark, you don't have to go out there. He goes, No, I have to be Superman. A quest for peace. <laughs> Superman Four. A quest for peace. Um, all right, it's always great. Uh, do you have uh, movie releases uh, for uh, uh, DVDs and Blu-rays and downloads? I've got and... one theatrical review. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is Hidden Figures. Oh yes, um, yeah. The, the true one... story about how it wasn't just white guys who got us up uh, to orbit the Earth with John Glenn. Um, uh, there were three predominant African Americans <clears throat> who uh, female actually, mm-hmm. which makes it even better. Uh, that helped us do it. And so one of them is like one of the craziest mathematicians you've ever seen. They're they're all mathematicians, aren't they? Scientists or they're all in there, but one outshines the other. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so uh, of the three, the the main story is the mathematician who works with Kevin Kevin Costner. I'm trying to think of her name. She uh, um, there's Janelle Monet Taraji uh, Taraji. Yeah, she's on Empire. She's, right? Empire. She's brilliant. Yeah, yeah. She plays. The, she's the main character, and she she works with Kevin Costner and. Her story is the best one because she basically gets I you know promoted to this division where she's the only not only female but African American female, and she's surrounded by nothing but white white guys, and and one of the like, the biggest parts of the stories where like it just it, it shows you how shitty that time was mm-hmm. in the sense that um, she had to use the bathroom and there was no colored people bathrooms or female bathrooms. No, there were female oh, okay, bathrooms, right. but not like yeah. they were like for but the secretaries. Why it's only like, right? Yeah, oh yeah, but the only colored female bathrooms was like half a mile across Jesus the campus. Christ. Mother, so, so she would have to run across and then run back, and, he, and then there was one time where, and it's it, I always call it the Oscar scene because she's gonna get nominated. There's no way she's not. Where they say, you know, Traz, what's her last name? Uh, Han- Hanson? Hanson. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, uh, he goes. They're gonna be like Taraz Hanson for Hidden Figures. And then they'll show this scene because she comes back and he's like, why are you always away from your, you know, every time I come out to look for you, you're not here. And she's like, and she fucking loses it. And yeah. she's like, because I have to run 20, you know, half a mile that way, half a mile this way just to use a bathroom because you guys like that. And it's a great scene because Kevin Costner, it's a perfect role for Kevin Costner. It's like mm-hmm. that grumpy old shit, but with a heart of gold. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he immediately takes a crowbar and goes to the sign where it says white. You know, and, and fucking just bashes the shit out of it. He goes, we all pee in the same toilets now. Like oh, that. good. It's, it's just a really great. good scene. Um, um, the only it's a little long. Yeah, you've got the three girls in it. I think you could just focus on on her. Yeah. 
because her story is so powerful. The other ones, they do important things. Octavia and Spencer? Yeah, yeah. like I like her. Yeah, and th- it's not that the performances are bad, but it's just like they don't do as much. I got you. In this. To enhance. Yeah, I, you could shave off 25 minutes, and it would just be her. Somebody was telling me, it was Sean, uh, said that the uh, it's a true story that uh, John Glenn, uh, when, when he got in there, um, and, and they started using computers to do what IBM. she was doing. IBM. Yep. And uh, he, he he insisted yep. that she check the computer's work. Yeah. Well, they, <laughs> the, the computer was given inconsistencies. Yeah. And right before, I mean, this is like hours before the launch. And yeah. so John Glenn goes, what does she think? Yeah. And they, they actually had demoted her at that point. They were yeah. like, we don't need you anymore. And he, he goes, oh, shit. He's <laughs> like, I'm not getting in this fucking thing. Yeah. yeah. That's she crazy. checks the work. No, John know? Glenn was a fucking badass. <laughs> yeah. Um, the one thing that bothered the ever-living shit out of me in this movie is the music. Because really? it's like Pharrell. Oh, God. And I don't have a problem with Pharrell. I like well, yeah. Pharrell's got some good music. It just, but it but doesn't match up. It like, it's a, it's right. a period piece. Yeah. Like and so, like, and when she's running, he's like, I gotta run. I gotta run. And I was just like, <laughs> yeah, thanks, Randy Newman. Like, I, <laughs> your, your lyrics are so fucking literal. Like, I get it, you know? <laughs> So right. the black Randy knew. <laughs> I didn't so, think it'd be Pharrell though. I, I know. <laughs> I I enjoyed it. It's a it's a great story and it needs to be told. But uh, I'm, I'm at like two and a half, three stars. Two and a half. Give, give but it just two goes, and three quarters star star search. <laughs> but it just goes to show behind every strong black man. And space launch <laughs> is an even stronger black woman. Well, you have to see not even strong black man, strong white man because they're all white in the <laughs> yeah. fucking building. And Jim Parsons plays uh, Sheldon from Big Bang Theory. Plays yeah. a total fucking asshole. So, does, does he act or is he just himself? He's pretty much just Sheldon again. Yeah, because yeah, that's <laughs> that's my problem with him. He's, he he does he has one thing and that's it. Hey man, if that one thing gives you millions yeah, of dollars, know, yeah. I'll keep showing up. Fuck yeah. Same thing that's with Jason Bateman. Jason Bateman does everybody. it all the time. I get it. Bateman, uh, what's the other kid's name from Superbad? Michael Sarah. Yeah, they all <laughs> show up and do their thing and go home. Hey, thanks for the check. Thanks for the money. See ya. Uh, um, you want to do Blu-rays real fast? Sure, real quick. Okay, uh, you've got uh, Ben Affleck playing an OCD hitman in the. Accountant, mm-hmm. that's all right. Yeah, uh, Deepwater Horizon. You saw that? I remember. Yeah. Yep. It was uh, it's the oil rig that explodes, yeah, yeah. and he challenges them for how uh, Peter Berg challenges Michael Bay how many explosions you can have in a movie. <laughs> uh, Homeland season five is now out. That's yeah, that's a Showtime series. Yeah, yeah. Mr. Robot <laughs> it was season good for two. A couple seasons. Mr. Robot. Is that still good? I fucking love that it's show. It's a great man. show. It's, I watched the first awesome. season. It's awesome. Yeah, it's it's, it's so quirky good. as fuck. Oh, yeah. yeah. And you've got to pay attention. You, yeah. yeah, that's that's my wife and I had to stop because she's always crocheting. And yeah. then she'd be like, what happened? Like, well, uh, you got to keep watching. Yeah. Uh, one of my favorite movies, black and white style, is called His Girl Friday. Oh, that's it, where I got the hello, yeah, what yeah, drop. Yeah, exactly. That's where that comes that from. That movie is fan-fucking-tastic. Cary Grant, right? Yep. Yes, Cary uh, Grant. And uh, it's on. Uh, it's a Criterion now. So oh, they, really? They he, polished it yes. up. Yeah. He walks oh. around that movie and is very Cary Grant through the entire film. Oh, he's got to use that Atlantic accent so yes. people on both sides of the Atlantic can understand him. Exactly. Uh, and that might be it. Yeah, I'll just end it on that one because um, that movie is amazing. Uh, quick recommendation from me. Uh, I've been watching it on demand. The Sci-Fi Channel, uh, Channel Zero. Uh-huh. Uh, creepy pasta. It's the yeah the creepy creepy pasta guys, but it's uh, Candle Cove with the Tooth Child. Yeah, That's creepy as fuck, man. Campbell, that just, that just Campbell, sounds creepy. Campbell Cove will, is how I found creepy pasta about yeah. five years ago, and it yeah. freaked my shit. Like you know, hair on the back of your neck. I keep I keep thinking of Shannon as I watch this, and I'm like, he would he would lose his shit. Are they doing the whole? I'm not gonna watch it then. Are they doing the whole thing with the, with the puppet and the kids show and yeah. all that? Oh fuck yeah. no, I'm not oh, watching it. It's it's creepy as yeah. fuck. 
Yeah, and I haven't finished Ooh. it yet, so I don't know if, if they ended it properly. But I'm I'm three quarters of the way through, and I'm I'm happy. I'm gonna recommend that uh, since the new season of The Expanse is hitting sci-fi really really quickly, yes. Uh, yes. watch the first season. It is the best science fiction on television. That's what I keep hearing. And which I, one? I need the Expanse. To, I need to oh. watch it. It's it's brutal. It's a it's a crime noir science fiction political thriller clusterfuck mind bender whatever movie uh, show. But it's right. it's really really good. All right, uh, uh, Mr. B, if you uh, if you would, I am one with the ham. The ham is with me. I am one with the ham. The ham is with me. I am one with the ham. The ham is with me. 